Hey guys, what's up? God bless you and welcome to a brand new episode here at Hope Ministries. I'm your podcast host as always, Kenny, wishing you all a very special and Merry Christmas Eve tonight. It's been a beautiful day that God has given us and I hope that wherever you are, whether it's celebrating tonight or tomorrow, wherever you are with your family and your friends, that it's a night where you forget about everything else and come together. I know it's about gift exchange. I know it's about you know doing certain things, but just know something you being with your family and your friends is such a blessing and such a privilege so celebrate that celebrate joy together and uh, also guys please remember something i know everyone wants to, to decorate their house with lights and santa and reindeers and elves but the reason for this season is jesus christ himself we celebrate the birth of our lord and savior jesus christ the one who went to the cross who spilt his blood for us and paid for everything every single debt of sin that we ourselves committed and are now set free from because of his powerful act on the cross and again just remember that always that, that he did something so special that he was born in the manger he was born the most simplest of ways many can say that he his birth was not royal at all but the most royal king of all things the king of kings came here humbly left here humbly but now he sits at the right hand of the father so we celebrate that remember that always as you do go about this season that it's about jesus christ so with all that being said, I want to do some quick updates before I get into the show. Um, just know that today's topic is living life with joy. Obviously, we're in the season of joy, so I want to talk about that. But I want to do some updates first. On December 11th, um, we had our prophetic art night and with some hot cocoa. And it was amazing to see everyone's talent on display. I mean, guys, if you have heard about this, you've seen a different ministry or seen it in this ministry with True Encounter, it's our second time we've done this. And from the first year to this year, it got so much greater and so much more in depth. And it's great because people just, even if they don't have any artistic talent, they just draw something that you can just tell came from the heart of God even if it even in its simplicity it's just so special and this year was a little more special because we had a brother JC in the church who saw these paintings and he went out of his way and got them actually printed and laminated on these small little cards that have a space where you can write and our what we're going to be doing the rest of this season uh, in the winter is writing these prophetic words to people who come to our ministry or people who are in need even in our ministry the brothers and sisters who have been struggling and just spread the word that way i think it's such a cool way to evangelize and then you know put the the photo right there describe the meaning and then release also prophetic word over the person so that's a pretty cool thing so jc thank you for that and for all the youth of true encounter true encounter youth Thank you for participating and just showing us that God can move in such tremendous ways. Uh, on December 18th, we had our ugly Christmas sweater party slash game night, which was pretty cool because we had a get to know the person activity in the beginning. Then we had a actually two teams break up and have a gingerbread house build off. Yeah, we actually gave them enough for two ginger gingerbread houses each and they had to come up what we called the most bougie Christmas uh, gingerbread house. <laughs> so it was pretty cool to see them come together and work together and produce something pretty cool. And also we actually had a grand prize of a $25 gift card to Chipotle along with an actual trophy to the winner of the ugliest sweater and our dear sister and friend who has been on the show and not only is a has been a special guest on the show but an avid listener Nicole Navarro she won the sweater her sweater was literally a llama and it had lights and it lit up and everything so Nicole great job of doing that and you deserve that win 
Also, guys, I want to give a special announcement here. Um, December 28th was supposed to be our schedule, scheduled Crave Night, but we're going to cancel that. Um, there's a lot of people with family and things on the agenda, and we don't want to put people in pressure to show up or not show up. So we're going to postpone that and pick it up again in January. So mark your calendars. January 18th is the next Crave Night, and prepare for that. Please pray for that if you're not going to be there because something always amazing happens those nights. So... We're waiting in expectation of what God's going to do. I also have a special update, a baby update. I don't know if you guys have heard my prior, uh, my previous episodes, but my cousin Jacob and his beautiful wife Eva are having a baby, and their reveal was on it was on the twenty twenty second actually. And they had, they ended up having a, like a huge box and they opened the box and pink balloons came streaming out and instantly my cousin's wife Eva, her just tears down her eyes, Jacob was in awe and I mean it was just so beautiful to see, they even have, they went so far that they already put a name on her, her name's going to be Amelia, so Amelia Orwella, we cannot wait to invite you into this earth, we love you already, you've already grabbed our hearts and again we can't wait to meet you. And I want to end my updates real quick with some birthday shout-outs. First, to my dear brother Manuel, who many know him as Manolo. He has turned 33 years old, so happy birthday to you, bro. And my nephew, my official nephew, Matias, uh, very near and dear and special to my heart. He'll be turning four on, on Sunday, so Matias, I love you, bro. Um, I cannot wait to see you grow up and do all these tremendous things for the kingdom. So... Again, happy birthday to those people. And I do want to give, to end all the shout-outs, a very, very special shout-out to my beautiful wife, Laura. Uh, we met on December 22nd, three years ago. And it's been nothing but a blessing since then. Our wedding, our ups and downs, our um, our just adventures and everything we've been through. Um, even now, moving in the apartment and experiencing married life. I mean, I love you so much, babe. Keep on being that great person you are. Keep on being that inspirational woman um, with such delicate uh, detail and attention paid to the heart and emotions of people. So she definitely has brought so much into my life. And again, I can't wait to see where God takes us. So those are the updates. I promise I'm done. And let's get into the topic, which is joy. We are currently, I guess it's known as the season of joy, but I have a question for you guys. Why is it just a season of joy? Has anyone ever thought about that? Have you thought about like, yeah, it's like, you know, it's cool that from, let's just say, uh, November 25th or 26th all the way to January 2nd is like, everybody's nice. People let you cut it on in front of them in line. People help you up. People help you pack your groceries. People are helping you pay. All these beautiful things are happening but why only in this season? I want to give a quick definition of what the word joy means in the dictionary. And it says, it's a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Which is true. It's fantastic. But I also want to give the version or definition of what the Bible says here in the Amplified Version of the book of Galatians chapter 5. Which describes joy as inner peace and then immediately talks about patience. But not just regular patience. A patience, not so much about the ability to wait, but how you act while waiting. To me, I want to let that sink in a little bit because some of us think patience is just waiting. And I've seen people wait with a face, with an attitude, um, with a mood, uh, with something that, that just defines their dis displeasure. You know, But if you were to be able to conquer that and wait 
with love, with care, with hope, with expectation. You know, those things separate those those people. And I think that's the that's the real inner peace and joy we're looking for. The joy that gets us through after the holiday season when you have to go back to work and go back to the rhythm of the culture of life, whatever it may be. You know, the the fact that you can look back and say, you know what, I'm still happy because Christ still died for me. I'm still free from my sin and I'm still walking with him in this life, you know? So I ended up having, I, I, I got this topic, which I love talking about now, how this topic came about, because I had a very interesting conversation with my cousin James. For those of you who don't, who don't know him, he is one of the lead worshipers for New Wine at uh, King Jesus Ministry down in Miami. But what's amazing is that since I've known him my whole life, I feel like it doesn't even scratch the surface of, of who he really is and how God really flows through him. I know he sings beautifully and he plays instruments, but the, the man carries such knowledge. And we spoke about joy in a much more profound way. I feel like um, right now the joy of our salvation, the joy of our mission, and even the joy of being followers stays at the surface level for so many believers. And I have a question for you today, you know, why is it that joy only stays right there? Why does joy only come back up when someone gives you a gift, when someone gives you titles, when someone gives you authority, when someone gives you something, that's when gift, that's when the joy comes back up. But do you realize that when you receive the gift of Jesus in salvation, that should be a permanent joy forever. It should not shake or move or or fluctuate at any season. Um, in the Bible, David, David talks about something that kind of grabbed my attention about joy. And he says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right and steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of, our, of, the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall come be converted and return to you. That is Psalm fifty-one ten through thirteen in the Amplified version. Now, why did I choose that verse? Well, to be very honest with you, um, I love how he gets to the point where he says, "Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with a willing spirit." How many people right now are not consistently? living out a lifestyle of, an eva- of, of evangelism that just portrays the joy that God put in your heart to everyone around you. When you go to work, when you go to school, when you go wherever it is, the gym, anywhere you want to go, do you carry that joy of your salvation? Or is it time for you to kind of slow down, pump the brakes and say, you know what, God, I don't want to keep doing all this stuff with a bitter heart, with a nasty attitude. I need you to do something for me. Clean my heart, renew my spirit, Don't cast me from your presence and restore the joy of your salvation that gives me a willing spirit. Why? Because I want to make sure everyone around me knows who you are and they come back to your ways. One of the most beautiful and precious ways that you can impact the kingdom, you don't have to be in a pulpit, you don't have to be teaching at your own class, your house of peace. You need to understand the greatest ways to do it is living your daily life, the small little things, and showing people how joyful you are in the Lord. Because people, guys, no one is walking around with joy anymore. I mean, again, we've become a civilization and a culture that everything has to be given. Something has to be given for me to give you a smile. And even at that, a smile still isn't guaranteed. But with Jesus, guys, a smile is like medicine to the heart. It's like nourishment to the bones. With Jesus, when you be able to give someone something that's deeper than tangible, deeper than, you know, here, I, I pay for your bills. When you give them love, that conquers all things. And if, if I can put this all together, 
when there is no joy in simply knowing who Jesus is and what he has done for us, it becomes almost like a burden to serve him and operate as a child of God. You know, I don't know if you've been there before, but when you're in that moment where Jesus isn't really your joy, I can almost guarantee you church becomes a drag. Oh my God, it's been 40 minutes, it's been 30 minutes, it's been 10 minutes. Oh my God, you want to go home, I want to go eat or watch football. Bible study feels like an endless portal of useless information. You ever sat down? You had to listen to your your uh, your your peers or your, you know, the people in your class, your classmates listen to their presentations one by one before you go. Like how boring is it? They're listening. You're listening to these presentations. Are like, wow, I don't want to hear any more words out of this person's mouth. And that's how Bible study becomes when there's no joy in your heart. Not only that, prayer is like literally talking to yourself and. You're, and it's like you're talking to a mirror and no one's answering you and you're looking at the heavens and there's no one answering. It's like, who am I talking to? Myself? I don't want to do this anymore. And on top of that, your attention span becomes like a two-year-old and you read the word for 20 seconds and you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you're scrolling through everything else because there's no joy in doing it. This is what, this is, this absence of joy produces the fruit of frustration. What usually ends up happening is an endless, tiring, frustrating excursion for some sort of happiness, even if it's temporary. And this is where the attack begins. Because now the devil is in prime position to become your king, your idol, your provider, and the one who gives you instant gratification. He turns every purposeful word and edifying word into a direct judgment and condemnation. God has set you free. He spilt his blood for you so you can live free, no longer in slavery. And you're thinking, oh my God, slavery? I'm not a slave. No, I have my own strength. I was never a slave to anyone. I'm not going to hear this anymore. This This is ridiculous. This is not really Jesus. You start taking words and interpreting them and taking pieces and making it your own reality. This is the devil's playground, guys. When he has your mind like that, he condemns, he distorts, he perverts, he accuses, he blasphemies, all while attempting to get you to bite the bait that leads you away off the narrow path of life. And guys, trust me, I speak like this not because I'm some person or I'm holy or I'm just, just, you know, preacher. I've been there. How many times I want to do something where I would let my spirit take control and the enemy comes and says, no, you really want this. No, you desire this. No, don't forgive. No, don't say this. Don't say that. These things form inside of us. And when there's an absence of joy, there's a presence of condemnation, a presence of judgment, a presence of bitterness and anger. I want to read real quick from Nehemiah 8. If you're following me in your Bibles, uh, go there real quick. And it talks about the joy in a unique way defining it as the joy of the Lord is your strength. In Nehemiah 8.12, the word says, He and Ezra spoke the law of Moses and helped the people understand it. And when they fully grasped it, the word says, All the people went their way to eat and drink, to send portions and to rejoice greatly because, hear this, they understood the words that were declared to them. How amazing is that? How many times have you sat in a church and people are saying words, prophetic words, they're, they're, they're worshiping, and it's just going right over your head. You have no idea where it went. You're like, you're sitting there like, wait, what, 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 what just happened? Uh, what was that word about? Who said that? I don't, and that's the thing. When there's no joy, there's no focus. There's no purpose. There's no promise in, in the near distance. 
The fact remains that when we haven't truly grasped and understood that joy, there is a reason why it's a fruit of the Spirit which aren't easily acquired or purchased. You can't go to a counter and say, hey, can I get some joy? Thank you. Here you go. Here's a hundred bucks. Thank you for the joy. No. You know what that's called? You get that when you go get drugs, alcohol, instant sex. Anything that is instant gratification you can purchase over the counter. But a fruit of the Spirit is developed with the Holy Spirit and being a co-laborer with Him. It takes a process of development in our spirit which produces fruit that defines our character, our character and identity. To me, I think many people are only riding waves of joy every now and then because they're basing it on themselves. They got a promotion, here comes joy. They lost some weight, here comes joy. They made some money, here comes joy. They made more friends, they got a boyfriend or girlfriend, here comes joy. But when all those things are stripped away, what do you have? You see, if joy is a byproduct of what you acquired or attained in the, the, instant, the instantly or through a tangible resource, when you get it really fast, so to speak, Chances are it's going to go away that fast. And that's the thing. If you're out there right now, you're going to church, and you only go to church because your boyfriend goes or girlfriend goes, that's going to end real quick. If you go because your husband goes or wife goes, that's also going to end real quick. If you only do things because a crowd does it, eventually you'll be sitting there and saying, why am I here? However, the contrary is also true. When you go somewhere and you go to church or you go to your job and you're passionate about it, no one can take that really from you. Even the people that are bitter around you cannot penetrate those defenses. Today, guys, um, to wrap up the whole show, I think it's time to check the volume, the depth, or even the reality of where your joy is. Where do you stand right now with the Lord? Are you happy He saved you? Are you happy that you guys are together? Are you happy that there's something beautiful happening, that you see the fruit? Listen, guys, I've been doing this for four years now. And let me tell you something. I tried for 25 years, and I found myself in the same pit of misery. Even when I had bursts that lasted six months, the rest of the year, the next six months were horrible. And I just think about like, Lord, how can I do this? Guys, in these four years, and I want to make this as real as possible. I have been sick. I have been frustrated. I've been angry. I've been struggling. I've been tempted, but I've never lost my joy. I never left the church service. I never stopped going to a Bible study. I never saw these things being a burden. Why? Because when I go to these places, I'm energized. I'm infused in the spirit. And that's something to me that just, it's just amazing. I really thought never in my life I would be able to do it, let alone write a book about it, which is going to be completed in January, thanks to God. But today, check that. Because without joy, you're going to burn out. Even if you're doing something you're super passionate about, you need to have joy. The joy is the one that kind of springs you. It catapults you back into, no, I'm not going to stop. It gets you going. It helps you persevere. It helps you overcome. It helps you be someone who's going to just take control of your life and say, no, I won't let the enemy or anyone else take this away from me. What God is going to do through us requires His joy because this walk, guys, is not easy. But it's fruitful, it's purposeful, and a, it's, it's a promise guaranteed. So guys, today, I thank you guys so much for following us, for, for chiming in, for giving us your, your feedback. And um, I want to just leave you guys with the message of make sure that your joy is in God's hands and not in anybody else's hands. I know many people out there are probably in, 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 in 
unhappy unhappy marriages or they're struggling with their business with their company or they're even struggling in their church but know something guys god has something so beautiful reward that cannot be matched when you choose joy of the lord when you choose love when you choose unity when you choose everything the bible teaches and tonight guys don't let joy end on january 2nd don't let joy end tonight the moment you open your gift that you didn't want you already have a gift called life and you're to go out there and march for jesus and gain souls for the kingdom and rebuke these demons and take down strongholds and become a portal of that life to everyone around you. The joy is not a season. The joy is a fruit that lives in you from now to the point when you get to eternity. So I thank you guys again for another year spent with you. I want to wish everyone here not only a Merry Christmas, but a Happy New Year. Thank you for being with me from the beginning till now. Thank you if you're a new listener. I bless you. I ask, I just ask the Lord Jesus to give you the things that are needed for this season to open up doors, but even to close certain doors, to help you get through those temptations, to help you overcome those obstacles, but to also help you slay those giants, to help you just come out in victory, knowing that whatever's ahead of you will not in any shape or way or form take away or rob your joy. I love you guys. Go be joyful with your families. Go open gifts. Go eat. Go go be merry. But never remember that Jesus on a day like this died for was born for us, died for us, resurrected, and now sits there waiting to listen to you, waiting to hear from his children. I love you guys. God bless you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.